Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Centerpoint Podcast. My name's Billy. My name is Sean. And I'm Matt. What is going on here? We don't have the I am Billy, then I am Lowell. Well, Lowell is uh, is away today, so we decided that we would continue with the podcast, take a little bit of a break from our Genesis series, and talk about something a little bit uh, just more relevant to uh, our life and ministry, really Sean's life and my life, and, and even a little in Matt's life too, and uh, and talk about something that's going on uh, in in our church, Centerpoint Bible Church, and maybe invite you to be a part of it as well. So, uh, but before we do, I want to share a little story about a time where I was totally in need. Are you ready for it, Sean? I'm ready, sir. Okay. So, I had a bunch of kids that I was taking to a retreat at a church that I used to work at, and about three hours into the trip, I started smelling gas. It was like a, it was a 15 passenger, not a 15 passenger. It's like one of those uh, transport vehicles, air, airline, um, big kind of van kind of things. And I went up and asked the guy, "What's going on?" He said, "We got a bit, we got problems. I'm just trying to make it to the next rest area." We pull in, and long story short, about eight hours later, we left. Now, in the meantime, I cell phones had just come out. I didn't have anyone's number. I didn't know anybody's number, and I could not get anyone to help. And I sat alone on a, on a berm outside crying out to God, help me, Lord. I do not know what to do. I need, I need your help. Lo and behold, someone from another church walks in that I knew. They said, hey, we can help you out. We've got a couple vans that, we, that are sitting at the church. Made the call. Hours later, we're on our way. Have you ever felt a time in your life where you were in need. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give give me an example? If you have an example in your mind that comes to your mind, or even you, Matt, if you got an example of a time that uh, that you really felt like you were in need. Left to you, Matt. Oh, well, uh, my wife uh, was diagnosed with, uh, with breast cancer in December of uh, 2016. And, um, you know, over the last three years, there have been plenty of times and occasions mm-hmm. with uh, just so much going on through surgeries and chemotherapies and radiations and recoveries mm-hmm. and so forth that there have been those, those times of need. Okay, this bill needs to be met or your kids need to be here or there or meals or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And again, like you you said, okay, Lord, there's there's nothing I can do about this, uh, or Lord, show me if there is something I can do, and and watching Him provide and meet the needs. Yeah, and and you know when you have that happen to you, when the body provides and helps and comes mm-hmm. alongside you, uh, it is it is a humbling feeling, but it's also such a refreshing feeling to know that you have you have friends. You have family, church family mm-hmm. that are that are coming alongside you. Well, Sean, we do something at church. Uh, that is a ministry that we do. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what exact ministry that, that you and I engage in together with a, a couple other guys? So a few of us, uh, we help out over at the Martinsburg Rescue Mission. Um, and I would say it's been about a year and a half now. One of mm-hmm. our other brothers, Brian, just asked me one day, hey, you want to come check this out? I think it'd be a good fit for you. And 
I cannot believe you, you have a preconceived notion of what it is, but until you actually go there and you experience it, mm-hmm. um, it, it is just an opportunity for us to share God's word and to also sit beside somebody who has not had encouragement in a little mm-hmm. while. And we can give them both the fellowship and also the word and the truth mm-hmm. and also some love. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you said you mentioned Brian. So mm-hmm. Brian Segris is a guy that that uh, that is on the team. Who yes. who else is on our team per se? Uh, also on our team would be um, Chris Dozier, mm-hmm. and then also Doug Catro. Mm-hmm. So we have about five of us mm-hmm. that go once a month. We actually have asked if we could go more than once a month, but because of their schedule, they're so booked up that we're only able to go go once a month. But uh, tell us, what does it look like when we go down to the to the mission like what's a what's a, a normal night well, uh, a normal night is uh, getting there a little bit early now we do something i think a little bit different than than others do we we provide a little bit of entertainment and extra fellowship afterwards so we'll mm-hmm. sneak in uh, some snacks and get mm-hmm. that set up and prepared and you know you see a few few individuals kind of milling around but at 7 30 uh, it is chapel time and every resident is is to be at chapel and i'd say there's anywhere between 35 and 40 uh, men there and they have their own their own little chapel and basically one of us will take turns and, and giving a devotional and in sharing something that is on our hearts but also something that we feel is a message that will help them mm-hmm. and that's anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes of uh, diving into God's word but then we want to continue that we don't want to just walk in and read a few verses and mm-hmm. walk away mm-hmm. we want to spend time we want to fellowship we want to get to know these these gentlemen and like i said after about a year and a half i walk in now and i get smiles i get hey mm-hmm. sean and i i'm mm-hmm. i'm getting to know these guys on a personal level mm-hmm. and i cannot even begin to tell you what that, that is the highlight of my week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you had said something earlier that uh people that just need encouragement mm-hmm. and that's a little bit how i feel when i walk in there i think i want to make sure that i'm an encouragement to those that i meet up with and so uh just recapping that you said that we usually show up early bring some food mm-hmm. we do a little devotional 15 20 25 minutes the guys like it when we're done early uh, <laughs> so we try to be shorter than a 30 minute yes 30 minute because that's just something that they appreciate and then we serve them the food mm-hmm. and then we sit down with them eat food with them and then we fellowship whether it be uh playing uh playing cards with lenny 500 Five rummy yeah with, with, with lenny, lenny whether we just hanging out with hanging out with rick over on the side if we play a little bit of chess with mr gibson um some of these you know some people will come in and come out but developing the relationships and then and then there's also the times where mild bill you know <laughs> you, you have a message that just rings true to somebody and they will pull you aside mm-hmm. and they will want one-on-one discussions and i gotta tell you as a you know not a pastor uh but someone opening their heart to you and you feel like you've got to come up with the right words mm-hmm. you don't the spirit takes mm-hmm. over at that point mm-hmm. and and it is a discussion um it is being there for for somebody else and and getting to minister so the question that comes about is this why do we even do this why why do we go down to the rescue mission why why does this take place i think that we can find those answers in Scripture, really, in in two main areas. One is by looking to Jesus and seeing what He has done or an example of His life, and also looking at what God's call is for all followers 
all disciples, all those that are wanting to be discipled as being like Jesus, walking as Jesus walked, um, that is those are the two main areas that I see looking at Christ's example and being being obedient to God's call. First thing I think we should do is take a look at what Christ's example is. You know, if you open up your Word, open up the Bible, you'll find a lot of uh, examples from Jesus' life where He was with people that were in need uh, of the time. It seemed as if those that were more religious were the ones that were the best dressed and more well off, like the Pharisees and Sadducees. But Jesus did not particularly go to them. He went to the common. He went to everyone, really, and he spent time with everyone. There's a couple different passages that that I just wanted to bring up, just real briefly. And one is Mark 2, verses 13 to 17. The parallel passages are Matthew 9 and uh, Luke 5. But... It's interesting that the the phrase in Mark 2.15 says, for there were many who followed him. And the many who followed him is a reference to Matthew, the tax collector. So Jesus goes and has time, has some fellowship with Matthew, the tax collector. He invites him to be one of his disciples. And then it says, for there were many who followed him. Now, when the scribes and Pharisees saw this, they grumbled about the company that he was keeping, telling that he is, you know, then Jesus tells him he's not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. So we see an example of Jesus, and he's spending time with Matthew. He calls him to be part of his of his group to learn, and all of Matthew's friends who were in the same level, they begin to follow Jesus as well. So there's one prime example. Another one would be in Luke 7, verses 31 to 35, It's it is pretty neat to uh, to see this uh, example because Jesus rebukes the people of that generation and here's why he does because they were they rejected John the Baptist for being too tight and they rejected him for being too loose here's what it says for John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine and you say he's a, he has a demon they're like this guy's too too straight and narrow. He's just be too too straight. So something's wrong with him. Then the Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So you have people on the outside looking at Jesus, and they're making a preconceived judgment, not only of Jesus, but also of John. John, you're too, you're too strict. You're too tight with everything you're doing. Jesus, you're too loose and you're too you're too out there with what you're doing. And the judgment from the Pharisees passed on to Jesus, but ultimately what was Jesus doing? He was just being a friend to Everybody. those that were in need. That were in need. So uh um what do you think about those what do you think about those verses and such? Well and I gotta say when when the preconceived notion of who is at the mission, um, you walk in and you, you may have that in your mind, but once you sit down and chat with these gentlemen. Uh, there, there's different situations, but overall, there's there's a lot of heart there, mm-hmm. uh, and and also the way that they look out for each other. Uh, that 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 has always impressed me as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the the aspect of looking at John and, and saying that he's too too tight, and then looking at Jesus and saying he's too loose. I, I think we have a preconceived notion of what it is like there, mm-hmm. and I, I assure you, it's it's 
it's nothing of, of what you think. Right. You know, when you, when you go and interact with those men, they, they do run the gambit. You have men that have doctoral degrees mm-hmm. that are very intelligent. You have guys that are really hurting and struggling, uh, but it's just the station of their life that they are guys, men that, that need care, mm-hmm. uh, biblical care and biblical comfort, and as you said earlier, biblical encouragement. So we see that Jesus demonstrated in his life, giving an example, and there's other verses, passages, uh, Luke 7, 36 to 50, Luke 15, we might reference that here in a minute, but uh, also Luke 19. So you see different, different passages where he spent targeted time with people that he knew were in need, and were seen differently by the rest of the, the world. world. Uh, one of the verses that you read just a little bit further down, and, and something that I've always remembered, I've, I've looked to, is the the healthy don't need a doctor. That's the, exactly the right. sick do, and mm-hmm. I, I, that always runs through my head. Like, what? How are we being obedient mm-hmm. by telling the word of Christ to those who know it, mm-hmm. um, and those who are in? I hate to say that this is the wrong word, maybe good standing, not that these folks are in bad standing, but but going there and, and sharing that and, and being with them mm-hmm. is, is is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a benefit to them, but it's also a benefit to us as Abs- well. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, we have the opportunity to, uh, to be used of the Lord. Actually, we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. Let's take a break real quick, and uh, we'll come back and discuss uh, maybe a little bit more Christ's example, but also God's call how it affects us and being obedient to that call. We'll be right back. Centerpoint Bible Church exists to point others to Jesus Christ in His Word, and we want to encourage you to come out and visit us sometime. We're presently meeting at Faith Christian Academy. Our service is at 9.30, and our focus hour starts at 11 o'clock. You can get information on our website at centerpointwv.org. Thanks for listening, and we pray that you would seek after Jesus. Well, hi, everybody. We're back, and we're discussing Jesus and what he did in reaching out and being a friend to those in need. And really it's being encapsulated in an example, a practical example in our life of uh, going out and attending or visiting and being a part of the Martinsburg Union Rescue Mission uh, once a month and even even beyond that. So I thought it'd be good to, uh, you had said, Sean, before the break that it was interesting to see that Yes, we care for those men that are there, but also you can see examples of where they care for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I will I will take with me forever that we had a decent snowstorm last year, mm-hmm. and it was the temperatures were dropping, and it was our Wednesday to to be in, and some of the guys had gone out to the tent city because they knew there were two brothers that that really needed help, mm-hmm. and they went and brought them back. The mission was mm-hmm. fairly packed because of the weather, and they they knew that there was going to be limited supplies, but they mm-hmm. still went out and found two more. So it really takes you back and makes you think. I, you know, The situation that we're all in, and you see mm-hmm. these gentlemen that are 
just barely getting by mm-hmm. and their first thought was we need to go out and help others and that yeah. is an example we can we can yeah. absolutely all, all yeah. take from very much so very much so and we're we're looking at you know that's a great example but we're looking at uh, the one that we look to Jesus as an example and is there any verses that come into your all's minds about uh, about Christ or uh, demonstrated in the New Testament in the life of Christ of what he calls us to I know as you all were talking earlier, James one twenty seven came to mind that says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the inside, the keeping oneself unstained from the world. You're following mm-hmm. after Christ. You're seeking after him. That's kind of an inside thing, but then that should be demonstrated outwardly in how you treat others, including in this case, those who are in need, orphans and widows. It mentions here, uh, there are those who are in need around us. You know, how is it that God can use us then as he's working in in our own lives to demonstrate his love to others by helping them. And that's a prime example of how we take scripture and it can be moved into practice. And that even just the example of the practice of what to do, the widows, the orphans, those in need. Those in need. And, and piggybacking on that is uh, the great command is love thy Lord thy God with all your mind, heart, and soul, but love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt asked a great question. Hey, who is your neighbor? Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's our neighbor. Yeah. We are commanded to love. And what greater way to show love than to help and serve? Yeah. And, you know, in the example of the Good Samaritan, you know, there, then when the question was, who is my neighbor? Then Jesus brought, brings it up that it was someone that was really cast out of society, the Samaritan, mm-hmm. who comes along and cares for someone that was in need, physically in need, mm-hmm. that was that was physically hurt, and he, you know, he calls us to go and do likewise. Mm-hmm. So there's practicality all throughout Scripture, as well as just tremendous depth. But when we see Jesus' example, then if we follow Jesus, if we're reading about Jesus, learning about Jesus, trying to mirror our life as Jesus walked on. Uh, on this earth during his time, if we try to walk as Jesus walked during our time, then what will come out is helping those in need, is helping those that are that are uh, in situations where they need to be helped. And so we've got the one example of why do we you know why do we do this because of Christ's example, but the other one and you guys might have hinted at it a little bit was just being obedient to God's call to all followers. And all disciples, and and Sean, you you referenced um, Matthew twenty two, mm-hmm. verses thirty seven on, which is the great command: loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Can you think of any other passages that might that might also direct us or call us to do this in action and being obedient to God's call? The the other one I was thinking about was the story of the talents, um, because mm-hmm. what this is to me, what this is speaking to is we all have abilities, we all have gifts, and we need to use those gifts. Mm-hmm. So that parable speaks directly to 
the gifts we were given and using them in the fruits that they can bear as opposed to sitting at home and saying, I'm leading a good life. I haven't upset anybody. What, what have you done? Get up (laughs) off that couch. (laughs) Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you referenced that parable because it's found in Matthew 25 and the last portion of that, well, we know that the point of it is taking what God's given us and using, using it for it. His glory to give back to Him because it's all His anyways. But the the, the verse that pops out to me in, in Matthew 25 is uh, verse 21 where it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's Happiness. The NIV says, come share your master's happiness. So the requirement isn't that you have to be the best speaker, that you have to be the best uh, relator, that you have to do all these things excellent, but the requirement is to be good and to be faithful. And we see that in Scripture all throughout Scripture. I think of in my, in my mind just different passages that come to my mind about being faithful. But that's the requirement is to be faithful, to be found faithful as servants. So we go beyond that, beyond that passage, uh, down in Matthew 25, and right after the parable of the talents, uh, we see that uh, he's talking about, Jesus is talking about the sheep and the goats. God's call, this is a little bit of a, a piggyback on a piggyback on a piggyback, but, uh, <laughs> but God's call, when he calls us, he says there will be, be a time where there will be a separation of the sheep and goats. And this is an interesting passage here, and it says this, For I was hungry, this is Jesus saying, I I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Were thirsty to give you drink? And... When did we see a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. The challenge, the challenge in that is to see everyone as Christ sees them, which is created in God's image, created in God's image. The preciousness of every single person that that walks on the on this earth, created in God's image, having a different mindset than when we see the loud neighbor. You know, I had a, I had a neighbor years ago. I had a neighbor that would start his dirt track car right when my daughter was going down for a nap. I mean, and it was next, literally next door neighbor, like. 30 was, feet from me. It was the only time I had, Billy. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the frustration level of that, but he didn't He didn't know. He didn't know. And me, I was selfish in my approach. I want him to be quiet for my sake when I didn't reach out truly to try to dr- develop a relationship with him and get to know him on a deeper level. Hmm. And, and with what uh, Billy said about that, and, and that is where – going once or twice but having spent time we get to build relationships with these gentlemen um, and we get to understand their situation and become part of it and as much as we're trying to help them they're also helping us by Mm -hmm. by showing that we have the 
the obedience to God's word to be there to help mm-hmm. and, and just seeing what you get in return mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful transition. Acts mm-hmm. twenty thirty five says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about that. In your giving, wow, the blessing that you're receiving mm-hmm. is incredible. Mm-hmm. And being able to speak to these gentlemen one-on-one now that there has been more time. Last week, I, I had a rough week, and I was able to go to the mission and ask those gentlemen beforehand, hey, I'm I'm having a tough time, and explaining my frustrations, and they know it, and they've been there as well. Mm-hmm. They're not another group of people. These are my brothers. You know, yeah, right. I, I feel like I could turn to them, um, and, and they can can turn to us. Yeah. You know when you when you begin a relationship with someone there's you don't really know their background and they don't know your background so you're kind of a little timid. But the the more time that you spend with someone the more you get to know them. And that's one example with the mission is that we keep championing no one is better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. We are equal equally sinners that are in need of God's grace. And once we try to level that understanding so that when they come in, what was that one that one guy, um, he came in and he thought that you were like up there. Yeah, you know? it, was, it, it, it is still stuck with me that we're, we're just chatting after a devotional one time and, and one of the gentlemen, I forget his name, I apologize, said, you guys have it so together and you're up here and he put his hand like a, a line over mm-hmm. his head and, and we're down here. And I was like, man, we're bring the hand down. We're yeah, both on yeah. the same plane. We're we're all sinners. We're all broken. Mm-hmm. I said, don't let that don't let that fool you at all. Mm-hmm. We are all the same. Yeah. And on the flip side, that you have a good view on that is that we are not up high and they down low, but we are equally in need of the love of Christ. Absolutely. We're equally in need of God's love, his grace, his truth, his care, his comfort. And when we remove ourselves from thinking that way and we place ourselves appropriately where God wants us to be, Mm -hmm. broken, humble people that just seek to serve him, then we will see people in a different light. We'll see them in a different light. So I think it'd be good to just see everyone as created in God's image and just like Matthew 25 says, serving Christ by serving others. And he said, as, as, as you did to the, one of the least of these, my brothers, you did to me. So he is saying, serve others as if you're serving me. And that brings everything to a different perspective, even of itself. So we're talking about you know, just being obedient to the call. You have Matthew, we have Matthew 22. We have... We have the Acts passage that, that Matt referenced. We have the John 1 passage that Matt, Matt referenced. You know, the Matthew 25 passage. You know, but the question really is, we can read all these, we can read all these things and we can read our Bibles and, oh, well, we need to do this. Then we can shut our Bibles up and go about our business, mm-hmm. uh, our own personal business, and forget what God has called and commanded us to do, mm-hmm. to be obedient to. You know, we, re- we read it out loud every Sunday at the end of church, Matthew 20, 28, 18 to 20, which is uh, the Great Commission, go and make disciples. But the practicality of it is the difficult portion, 
And I think that's the tough thing for everybody. What were you going to say, Matt? Don't be just a hearer of the word, but that's be exactly a, right. a doer. That's exactly right. And it's so easy for us to just hear it and not do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess the challenge for you, if you're listening, is how can you help to minister to people around you? You know, you, the mission might not be your calling, but we're called to be on mission. Does that make sense? The mission might not be your calling, but we're all called to be on mission. And that mission is to give the good news, the gospel. Get, tell people about the greatness, the graciousness of Jesus Christ and how they can put their faith and trust in it. The finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And to love people where they're at and help them to see the love of Christ and also the truth of Christ. So Amen. anything you guys want to finish up with before we uh, before we close out? The other thing I heard so many times is I'm I'm not at a point where Christ would want me. No. Christ wants you right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care about your situation. Mm-hmm. Doesn't care about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Now's now's the time. Not mm-hmm. you they don't nobody has to prepare. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes presence, being present is better than being prepared and not present. So just get out there and find an opportunity to serve Christ and helping those in need because we know that Jesus was a friend to those in need, especially the three guys sitting here. He was a friend to us. So, well, thanks for listening to the podcast today, and I hope you gleaned some wisdom from it. And uh, you can always check on, if you want to uh, listen to it again, you can jump on centerpointwv.org and click on the podcast section. So just remember, we're nothing fancy at Centerpoint, but we want to be real, just like Jesus. 